Blog Talk Radio. Fighting Words on the Fighting Words News Network. Fighting Words is brought to you each and every night of the week in grateful appreciation to the men and women of the United States Armed Forces, the men and women of police and fire services, the doctors and nurses, the first people, first responders on the COVID line, 
especially those fine people to clean up after everybody's done in the in the hospital. And there's wonderful people at the supermarket to keep those uh, fight hard to keep the self stocked uh, under this pandemic rules. Our sponsor is uh, BioSolar, as every week. Um, if you're tired of, of paying very high electric bills, if you want to see them cut back, they're going to be increased uh, in the next year because there's so many new power plants coming online. You can cut that in half. You can cut it down 50% over the next 25 years by simply installing the panels, these uh, solar panels that BioSolar has. If you have any, any interest in it, you can give Patrick a call. Uh, area code 727-314-6976. Uh, yes, that is a Florida uh, uh, phone number, area code. However, they are licensed in each and every state. So if you give him a call, he can help you out. The first uh, 10 callers that call uh, and say they heard it on Fight Norts get an additional $200 uh, rebate. So uh, please, if you're thinking about lowering your, your uh, cost of electricity, Give BioSolar a call, again, 727-314-6976. Well, guys, it's, uh, it's good to have everybody back. The, uh, the illustrious Mr. Zito is back with us today. Um, Bob, uh, yeah, Bob, you want to start off about the, the show you're just uh, watching now? Absolutely, Um Hope your week is good. So, watching uh, UFC Fight Night, uh, the Strickland versus the Mankin card, great start to the night. Um, just got done watching uh, the main card, uh, uh, first fight of the main card. It was Julian Arosa versus Steven Peterson. Peterson came out. I was kind of talking smack because he, he's got a bunch of uh, Conor McGregor, you know, tattoos on him and stuff. So, I was like, oh, let's look at this kid. And, but, man, he came out, and then that Julian Arosa, they just put on one heck of a fight. Um, went all three rounds, but just, I mean, exchanging back and forth. He didn't know which way it was going. It was a definite nail biter. So, great stuff. Um, and then earlier on the card, um, credit to Chitty, I'm going to mess this up, guys, Chitty Nijokani uh, for a, 16-second knockout versus Marc-Andre Barriot. Uh, came out, uh, Barriot threw a, uh, looks like a left kick or a switch kick, and Chitty came over the top with a jab, with a bit, or quick jab, then an overhand right, knocked him backwards, got him against the cage, and just punished him, uh, called it in 16 seconds. So, great start of the night. Looking forward to the main event. Um Jack Hermeson versus Sean Strickland. Also looking forward to the Sam Alvey fight. I always love smiling Sam Alvey. But uh, anyway, that's good. Hey, Kate, you were talking about the one you had uh, just watched. Do you want to tell the audience of that? Uh, you mean the um, the boxing match I was talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm watching. Um, so I'm watching the uh, the prelims of uh, Thurman and Barrios right now, and uh, there's a fight on um, Carl versus Suarez. Um, honestly, it's it's shaping out to be a, a really good a really good fight so far. Um, Suarez kind of slipping a bunch of punches, and Carl's pretty much slowing down. But also, 
I would like to talk about um, again that uh, the, the Sam Alvey fight tonight as well. I, I'm a big, I'm a big mm-hmm. supporter of Sam Alvey. I mean, how many times has he walked out into the ring or the, or the octagon? Yep, good. And uh, what time is that coming up? Um, I think uh, I don't, I don't think it's too far too far away. I know the Thurman mm-hmm. the Thurman main card main event starts at nine. Um, good. And I, I I don't know the exact time of the yeah. um fight the Sam Alvey fight. Yeah, I talked to Keith when he was leaving on Tuesday to go to Vegas, and uh, he's very high. He thinks he's going to do very well. Uh, uh, that remains to be seen. I mean, you know, he's been off again. Uh, he's been off two and a half years. Uh, Z, you're the you're the fundamentalist. Uh, what's your thoughts on the, tonight's fight? Um. Well, I mean, Dario, he's he's a lighter weight guy, uh, so he's moving up to welterweight. But Keith Thurman, I mean, it's something to be said about a layoff. It's just something to be said about a layoff. So when I mean, when a guy's been fighting and he's been, you know, more sharp, then I mean, he, 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 I mean, you can't take, you can't deny him when he's fighting a guy who's been laid off. I mean, not to say laid off, but I mean, Keith, he, he's been inactive. And mm-hmm. to be honest, I mean, you know, and, and the point has been made up before, uh, I think by Caden Anti, to where how mm-hmm. is Keith's body going to hold up? I mean, mm-hmm. to be honest. I mean, is that why, you know, he's, he's taking so long, you know, in between fights? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know about promotion, and you know, maybe that has something to do with it. But when it comes to fight time, then it, 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 I mean we we have to I mean Keith I mean as I say you pick Keith to win because he's he's mm-hmm. you know he's moving you know Barros is moving up but I mean activity you, you see me with Mikey Garcia <laughs> he, mm-hmm. he is in activity so I mm-hmm. mean to me to Terrafimo Lopez to a certain extent his activity. So I mean, mm-hmm. and inactivity. I mean that that counts for mm-hmm. something. I mean, sparring is one mm-hmm. thing, but now you have guys who are fighting more consistent. It's a little harder to. I mean, that that that's a different different thing there. Mm-hmm. You know, I I did notice uh, when I was when I was talking to him that he's cut more than I've ever seen. He's he, I mean, he's really in good shape. So it can't come down to he's not doesn't have the ability to go. The uh, the full full twelve rounds, um, but he is uh, it's it's going to be very interesting. His, I don't think um, he's dropped a, not even a second off those those fists. They were uh, they were pounding uh, both the gloves and the, mm-hmm. and the, the people he was sparring. Um, so it uh, it should be and he did have tell me he did have a good camp. So it should be a a good night for him. But, uh, uh, Bob, what did you think of uh, the debater uh, topping uh, Moldeski uh, last week? I thought that was awesome. Uh, that was a good fight last week. Uh, we were talking Bellator 273, correct? Over against Valaki mm-hmm. uh, yes. Moldeski. Yeah, that was a mm-hmm. good card. I didn't get to see the whole card, but I got to see some highlights. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. There was also God, where'd it go? Uh oh, sorry, I'm looking at my notes here. Um mm-hmm. there was also let's see Benson Henderson defeated Islam Makarov on that 
card and Benson. <clears throat> I've met him uh, and his coach. Uh, I've got one of the fighters over there training in Arizona with those guys. Um, that's a good camp, but uh, Islam is, is, is no joke. So I, I was really surprised that Benson came up on that one. Um, there was also, mm-hmm. I want to give a huge shout out for Bellator 273 for the featherweight fight. Lucas Brennan defeated uh, Benjamin Lugo, but um, big shout out to Benjamin Lugo and Top Notch. They're out of Greeley, Colorado. Uh, Mike, uh, good shout out to those guys. So great card for Bellator 273. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me ask you, a, 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 I guess it's a it could be considered a personal question. Ronda Rousey's talking about going back to WWE. Is that a good move for her? Sure. Uh, there's money there, and she's not going to get hurt unless she decides. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? She's, right. uh, she goes back into the UFC and, you know, fights for real. And I'm sorry to all the big WWE fans out there. It's not real, Okay. It, they are mm-hmm. superior athletes. These guys are trained athletes. It's all awesome. I know some, mm-hmm. uh, and but they hurt themselves. It's all choreographed, okay? So it's not a real fight. So, she, yeah, there's more money there. She won't get hurt. Um, if she goes back to UFC or any MMA, she risks, you know, damaging her, uh, her, her name um, with any kind of losses. Yeah, the money's mm-hmm. there. The money's right. I'd do it for a heartbeat. Good. Okay. And, and I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. Um, to, to, to me, it, it, I, it, I equate that to kind of like football and boxing. To where, I mean, mm-hmm. it, football to me is a lesser, it's a lesser physical to a degree, but, I mean, it's still damaging. Now, as it, it's, it is choreographed, but you hear the stories. I mean, you hear the stories of some of these guys, and it's just like, you sign up for this to a certain degree. Oh, I mean, yeah. even when you, you're fighting, I mean, you have to be nuts to fight. But to choreograph and know that you're going to take that, that's a little different to me. So, I mean, it's... it's yeah, this is, where I, this is where you jump off the top rope and I stick my leg up and, you and you know, you land on your junk. No, thank you. Like, what I like is watching the old school stuff you know, with Hogan and those guys, and when they yeah. go to bleed, and, you know, always look, you can always tell who's going to bleed right. because they have wrist wraps on. They they would tape yeah. in tape razor blades in their wrist wraps, yeah. then go over the turnbuckle, yeah. cut their head a little bit, and bleed a little bit for the show. Like, that's, you know, mm-hmm. hey, sail the crowd. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think everybody. I think there's there's a vast majority of the population that grew up watching um, uh, WWE. Me, me including. I loved watching those fights, and that's that's like um, US, uh, WWE is one of the things that really got me into fighting. Especially when I was little, I used to love watching those fights. And when you bring you in like Ronda Rousey, you can really um, like take like the younger the younger generations and inspire them to be more into, you know, combat sports and, and boxing and <laughs> MMA and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I actually, even though, even though most of those, even though all of the fights are, are choreographed and fake and they're pretty much actors, I think that, I think the WWE is great. Phenomenal. I mean, every, there's not, I don't think there's not a man on the, and a lot of women at some point in their life that didn't want to be one of those people. 
you know, Roddy Rowdy Piper. I mean, yeah. showing your age or, you know, somebody. We wanted to be with you know, Hulk Hogan. Like, man, you were just behind. Every one of us wanted to be that. And you start out young with the rough and tumble stuff. So that's the closest you get until you realize real fighting. But, yeah, hats off. And, like, Rousey's following. Uh, so let's throw back to Ken Shamrock, uh, one of my old coaches. He left MMA, went to WWE, baddest man on the planet. Went over there. Uh, got into the that whole scene for a while and eventually left that scene. Um, uh, I got inside and outside stories about you know what he went through. Uh, he's got a great book out that describes that kind of stuff. But uh, um, yeah, so I mean, I anybody follow the money. Absolutely. I, I wouldn't advise her to go back into MMA. I mean, no. I, w- I would not. I mean, it, I mean, you're going to make more money in WWE. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a lot more a lot more options, too. It's just a way, like, more open um, market as well. And plus, she's, she's, oh, also, yeah. she's getting up there in age, too. I don't think she, I don't think she can step into the, uh, the octagon again. Now you risk too much going in older. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Especially, especially on the top level, she has a name, and sometimes your name yeah. is cursed. Yeah. They don't tarnish it. That's that's why I'm so proud of Misha Tate for making a comeback. You know what I mean? And speaking yeah. of like even tonight's card, you know tonight's card, there's a huge comeback. You know we got. Uh, um, oh God, I'm brain farting right now. Strickland. Um, yeah, he he had a motorcycle. Like he's going off of, uh, I think he's five and zero right now on his return, or he's lost four and zero, or won four and zero in his return. But he had a two year layoff from a motorcycle accident. Came back a whole different mm-hmm. fighter, so he's got a lot to prove tonight. It's kind of like what do you um, think about this? Comeback. Holly Holm. Holly Holm's making a comeback too. Uh, she's fighting. She's fighting um, the girl that fought um, Lisa Tate. Uh, Caitlin Vieira, I think, I think your name is. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, she's fighting her soon. Hmm. Okay. Hey, uh, Z, what do you think about uh, Jesse Vargas and uh, Liam Smith coming up on uh, April thirtieth? Um, if, if Liam Smith is on his game, then he's going to cleanly out out box Jesse Vargas. If he's not on his game, he's going to not as cleanly outbox Jesse Vargas to me. I, I, I think Jesse, as good as Jesse is, I mean, he's he's a certain level. And Jesse's had the big fights. He's had the not-so-big fights. And to a degree, he performs the same in, in, in all fights. Somewhat, mm-hmm. he, he looks good, and then he doesn't look good, or he doesn't look good. Then he, I mean, Jesse Vargas is inc- inconsistent. Um, mm-hmm. Jesse Vargas, he he had a draw with Adrian Broner at well, mm-hmm. uh, welterweight, which is which is not Adrian Broner's natural weight. Um, Adrian Broner is a very he's a, he's a good boxer, but. I mean, Jesse Vargas, he had a draw with Adrian Broner, a fight that Jesse was clearly winning until he went away from his game plan. Um, Jesse Vargas, he never was in a fight with Pacquiao. But 
in saying that, Jesse Vargas has always brought his best. He's always competed pretty well. Um, the only problem is Jesse, as I say, he's a certain level. Uh, they're fighting at 154. Uh, Liam is more, to me, is more natural 154 pounder, uh, which mm-hmm. gives him the advantage. And he's a better boxer. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it's hard for me to go against that. Jesse, Jesse doesn't have a, uh, he doesn't have a one punch knockout. He's not a one punch knockout guy. Uh, he wasn't at welterweight, so I don't expect him to be at at, at uh, junior middleweight. So I, I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, he's going to compete. I just don't see him winning. Right. Hey, Caden, let me ask you a question. Did uh, Juliana Pena, uh, her win over uh, uh, Amanda Nunez in UFC 269, does that change the game for for her or for the the Women in the sports. Oh, I think that's. I think that completely is gonna is gonna reshape uh, most of that. Uh, most of the UFC's um, like female fighting divisions. Um, that, again, that's to me that's the biggest um, U- UFC, maybe even MMA upset of all time. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. nobody, nobody ever thought that Amanda Nunez was gonna lose that fight. Um, mm-hmm. so I think there's gonna be a lot of changes. Coming to the to, coming to especially the the bantamweight division uh, very soon. There's gonna be a new wave of different fighters coming mm-hmm. in, especially in that in that bantamweight division. Mm-hmm. My girl's talking about dropping down. To, yeah, she's. I mean, even Misha Tate's talk, talking about dropping down to that weight. Uh, Kayla Harrison will bring her up in a little bit. She was there watching that in the uh, now not taking anything from Nunes. Is Ty on tonight or no? Um, but you know he'll he'll back me on the Nunes thing. Nunes is just phenomenal and and this and that. Now Pena, uh, mad props to her. She's training out. I think she did out of Colorado Steel. Oops, sorry. I think she's training out of Colorado Steel. Um, she's from Eastern Washington. Uh, a lot of claim. I love I love how boxing kind of dominates the East Coast and MMA is doing like the West Coast thing. I I kind of like that. But uh, um, anyway, uh, the. The, um, there'll be a lot of people gunning for Nunez now. Now, Nunez wants to come back. There'll definitely be a rematch. Nunez wants to be 100%, she's saying. So a lot of people will be gunning for her um, now that Pena, you know, showed that weakness. Now, Pena, she's a great story, too. She's the one that just walked up to Dana White and said she was going to win the, the, the UFC series, you know. And uh, um, that's how kind of she got her start. She's just a diehard, tough chick. So uh, uh, we mm-hmm. met her a couple times in Colorado. Um, phenomenal athlete, so uh, congratulations to her, but that'll be an exciting uh, division, and the, the women's uh, side of MMA has always been exciting. I mean, let's, let's face it, they're cool to watch. I like watching mm-hmm. them and, and lightweights better than the heavyweights anyway. Even though I'm a mm-hmm. heavyweight, we get paid more because we get the knockout, mm-hmm. you know, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about Arthur Benabev and uh, Joe Smith uh, for July this year? Uh, that that that'll be a heck of a fight to miss. They both bring it and they both have power. Um, to me, Joe Smith, better Joe Smith's problem is feet boxing and feet. Um, and better be as to me, he doesn't have a whole lot of problems. Although in the uh, Marcus Brown fight, his last fight, if I'm correct. 
Uh, he won by a knockout, but he, he was having problems in that fight. Just with Marcus Brown movement, uh, his length wow. a bit, and just in this direction. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be getting off here to, to uh, Paul Russell Pelton, uh, but uh, let me ask you one more. Uh, um, Canelo Alvarez versus uh, Jamal Charlo. Can that happen this week? This uh, this in this next quarter? See, very possible, very possible. Um, there's been talk about that before. I think Canelo, um, he he has options, but really, I mean, as far as name recognition, who? I mean, I, I'm, when I come to think of it, Charlo's just about as good as name is out there for him. Uh, and Charlo, to me, to, in his maybe in Canelo's estimation, competition-wise, Charlo's he's moving up. He's moving up now. Charlo, to me, he could easily fit in a super middleweight, but Canelo, he's still moving him up. Uh, it'll make an interesting fight for me, though. That's one thing. It'll make an interesting fight. Um, it'll tell me two things. The first thing is how well Charlo can box. Can box. I mean, outside box. You know, just distance box. The second thing is how well he can stand up to, to, to punches. If Charlo doesn't get Canelo out of there early, which, which I mean, is very possible. He hits very hard. And he has pretty good timing. Uh, He's gonna he's gonna get worked over, and and why I say that is defensively he's he's not he's not very impressive. He relies off of athletic reaction, and with a guy like Canelo, who who will throw different directions and he'll throw he'll throw you off to the head and hit you to the body, or he'll dip to the body and hit you to the head. I mean, there's so many things that he does combination wise to where if you're not Astute defensively, you're going to get hit clean and hard with things. Um, where Charlo did impress me was in his fight against Dervichenko. He showed me he could kind of steer and distance box behind the respect of his power. Uh, at the same time, Canelo is is a bit more he's more patient. He's a different fighter than Dervichenko. He's more patient, better defense. Uh, I think with a harder punch. Uh, I just don't see. I, I just. I just think Canelo right now is too good for that. I think he's too good for that. I would pick him by decision. Uh, although it would be a dangerous fight. Mm-hmm. All right. And that's uh, um, Bob. What do you think uh, of uh, Strickland and? Uh, Wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, Ga- I'm sorry. About the uh, the possibility of a rematch with uh, Ganey and uh, Nagano. Uh, what's his name? Francois Nagano? Nagano. In Paris. Nagano. Yeah. Nagano. yeah. Right. Okay, well, before we get into that, you know, we were talking about the old guys earlier, and Caden wasn't on last week, so I, I want to make sure that he got his shipment of crow. All right, because oh, yeah, we had a whole truckload of crow <laughs> pie going down there. You know what I mean? I, I airmailed some. 
I, I, I ship some. It's like all you can eat for face style, you know, betting on the younger kid versus the old guy. All right. And so I just want to make sure that made it. I know the trucking thing, a lot of stuff happening up in Canada and the U.S. right now with the truckers. I just want you to know that it's on its way, brother. <clears throat> I'm ready. So, I'm ready. <laughs> your, your first big crow pie. Um, yeah, all right. So the possibility of that. <laughs> Had to throw that in there. Sorry, brother. Uh, the uh, the uh, Dana White wants that fight and wants it, I think, in yeah Paris, right, or something like that. Um, what was that? But, yeah, so that fight could happen. That would be phenomenal. I, I think it's great that Nagano was ended his contract. He has a lot of negotiating power. Um, uh, I, I think it's great for him. Um, I think, uh, honestly, uh, if Gain uh, works a little bit on his takedown defense, he'll, he'll take Nagano. Nagano did the one thing that he wasn't ready for um, and closed the distance. It was, uh, you know, Caden kind of had it right. Everyone was talking right. I mean, uh, Gain should have had Nagano uh, every step of the way, but Nagano just crushed it. So the, the rematch, I'm excited for it. Let's see that happen. Um, I hope Nagano uh, gets a good paycheck out of this one for once. And, uh, yeah, good stuff. It, it seems like Dana wants, really wants Gain uh, to be the champion to me. I mean, yeah. it, 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 it seems that that's you know that's the setup. Uh, uh, Gone lost, um, and is he in line? Really? Usually, after you lose, you have where's the like the number three guy? You know, maybe the number four right. guy. It, you know, who else is in line? Where's Derek Lewis at? Right. Well, Lewis, and that's the thing because it, it, he wants a big show between Lewis and and Gone. You know, like they had that big because I think uh, Gone was the only one that took out Lewis. Correct. I could yeah. be wrong. Yep. So yeah, he, want, he wants the money. money to make that. Yeah, that's the money fight. Oh. So, but he wants the belt on the line for that probably. I think Z. I think you're right on the money on that. But Nagano should just retire and just go out as his champ, you know, because Dana's not going to pay him enough and go make money somewhere else. Yeah. In the contract. That way. That way. <laughs> yeah. Derek, Derek has to, Derek has to fight, um, Derek Luce's next fight is, um, tied to Avasa. I think if Derek wins that in a dominant fashion, like he usually does, and that, that would be a, that would be a hard fight for both, for both fighters. We all know how explosive and fun it is to watch tied to Avasa fight. And they're both ex- like, they're basically like, they go the yin and yang. They, they're, they're two extre- they're extremely, they're extremely fun, uh, to watch. Uh, I think if if Derek if Derek Lewis wins that fight, I think he is the next in line to get that title shot. Yeah, I think rightfully so. Rightfully so, he deserves it. Yeah. Was he like he's like number two or something like that? Three. I think he's three right now. But he's behind Miocic, Steepy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, actually, no, no. Yeah, I would like to. I would like to see a rematch. I would like to see a um a third fight between um between Stepe and uh, Nagano, actually. Yeah. How about uh, Israel uh, on the fire and uh, Robert Whittaker? What's your thoughts on that one? The three. Do you guys start on that one? 
Uh, that'll that'll be that'll be a um that'll be that'll be a fun that'll be a fun fight. I I do think um, Israel Adesanya's one of his biggest challenges was either Robert Whitaker, Kelvin Glassium. I I don't know how to say his last name, uh, but I know it starts with I know it's Kel- Kelvin. Um, but Robert Whitaker, I think, definitely was his hardest challenge, and that rematch will be sensational. I think it'll go down as a, an amazing fight, definitely. Maybe even fight of the year. Um, well, they're both coming in. I mean, oh, go ahead, Z. I'm sorry. Um, I'm gonna let you hold anchor on this one, Bob. Whitaker, Whitaker, he, he, to me, he's gonna have to change some things up. He did some things good, but I mean, Adesanya, as odd as he is, you don't, you tend not to want to slug with him. I mean, you tend not to want to always create a pocket. If you do always create a pocket, you have to be aware that he's going to steer you. He, he, he's back straight up, but he's not a guy that you're going to catch on the cage a lot of times. Uh, I think Whitaker, to me, he, can't, he, he either is going to have to be all the way out or all the way in with with with, um, with Anderson. Well said. You can You cannot... Well you can't play that guy's twirling game. Once he starts getting twirling and gets comfortable, then he changes the distance so quick, and he, you know he fears, and, you know he doesn't he doesn't just back straight up all the time. He may back his head up with his hands down, but he'll curve his feet around while doing something like that. He'll create angles for himself. Uh, what got Whitaker kicked in the head last time was he was in the middle of something, and. And and he got caught with his hands down or something like that. Uh, you just can't. And, and you really, you you have to make you have to mess it up. With Anastasia, you mess it up. You have to mess it up. Mm-hmm. The problem I think is Whitaker himself is clean. He's a clean striker. He's a, a very very good clean striker. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think dimensionally in the oddness of Anastasia gives him kind of an advantage against Whitaker. As, because Whitaker, he's quick-handed. He, you know, he has good variety of strikes, uh, especially with his fist. I just think with that, you know, style-wise, it, it it lends itself to kind of give Adesanya what he wants. So I just think Whitaker, if he just makes it messier, then then he has a very good shot of winning. Hey guys, uh, we're we're joined by our guest tonight, uh, uh, one of the uh, premier boxing uh, promoters in the United States. Uh, as a matter of fact, he's a member of the uh, International Boxing Hall of Fame, so he's been all over the world. Uh, he's been in, uh, a promoter for over 50 years, uh, lives in the beautiful downtown Philadelphia. Uh, he's filled programs <laughs> at uh, the Spectrum, uh, the Arena, uh, 2300 Arena in Parks Casino now. Um, he's a good friend of ours in, the, in Atlantic City, so we'll leave that out. A good friend of ours in and a part-time resident of, of Florida, so I'm proud of that, too. Um, he certainly uh, uh, has, not only has he had a great name in boxing, and has he picked up uh, a lot of great fighters. Uh, he's written a book. Uh, it's uh, uh, Cut-Eye and 30 Bucks. Uh, it's available on, uh, if you have a Kindle, it's available for nothing. If you have uh, Amazon, it's available hard copy at $29.99. And uh, the uh, paper copy at twenty four ninety nine. So all 
let's see. He said, oh, and he's also, if you remember a couple of weeks ago when we had Bernard Hopkins on, he, he, Bernard told us that he admits the one mistake he made in his own life was not signing Bernard. Is that correct, Russell? <laughs> one mistake? Um, I offered him a contract and his people said that it was so low ball they didn't even want to discuss it with me and then those same people wound up stealing his money when he fought Roy Jones the first time I mentioned that in the book Um, so that's just one mistake (laughs) sure Russell, there's a, there's a resurgence of, of boxing now in, in Philadelphia. Um, did, had you seen this coming? Um, okay, let's get a couple things straight. I'm a Florida resident. I spend seven <laughs> months down here. The title of the mm-hmm. book is $30 and a Cut Eye. And I don't believe there's a resurgence of boxing in Philadelphia compared to what? Compared to mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, I mean, um, the mo- the majority of the shows are financed by the managers of the fighters. In other words, these shows are filled with what they call paid bouts. A manager will call mm-hmm. a promoter on the phone and say, I want to get mm-hmm. my kid on the show. I'll pay my kid. I'll pay the opponent. I'll pay the travel, the hotel, the meals, the medicals, and I'm bringing my own opponent, or I'm in charge of who I'm going to fight. This, this, is, this used to happen all the time in places like North Carolina, South Carolina, Arkansas. Uh, there's a bar in Sonora, Mexico, where guys fly out there and they fight these literally bartenders. So they pick up wins. Mm-hmm. And that's why you have so many fighters walking around undefeated today. So there's a difference between a promoter and a person who has a promoter's license. And a lot of the shows um, that you're seeing are filled with these kind of fights. So when you compare it to the fights we had at the old arena, the Spectrum, certainly the Blue Horizon, I I wouldn't call it a resurgence at all, at all. Some of the shows... When, we, when you just look and you see KO1, KO1, TKO2, KO1, and you mm-hmm. see the guy on the left side has a record of 12-0 and 0, and the guy on the right side has a record of 3-12, and 12, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, is what, this is what we're stuck with. Mm-hmm. Sure. Now, the, there, uh, uh, there's a bunch of shows coming like, at the 2300 um, that's uh, being run, I guess, by... Uh, Nick Kabiri and Bam. Um, are you involved in those? No, we have a show on there. The next show in Philly is Joe Hand's show at the new live casino in South Philly. I'm his advisor. Mm-hmm. I hired the matchmaker, Nick Kabiri, and Sonny Canto, who's the current Italian stallion and undefeated and Italian heavyweight from South Philly, who's 8 0 with seven KOs. When he fought for us in November, it was really the first fight of his career, the first real fight of his career. Mm-hmm. And he, he really did better than I expected. He knocked out a kid from North Carolina who is not your typical North Carolina fighter named Joel Caudle. And it was a terrific fight. He knocked him out in the third round. And now Sonny is coming back 
and headlining again on the 24th. Now, two nights later at the 2300 Arena, the new Ray Robinson is fighting a left-handed veteran from the coast named Cleotis Pendarvis. That is a fight that is being financed by Sugar, by Ray Robinson's manager. He's footing the bill for most, if not all, of that fight. Yeah, we did get a chance to, I just mm-hmm. to thank you for sending me the number. I did get a chance to uh, talk to Ray, and um, uh, he's going to be on with us uh, next week. Um, he had something to do tonight. But, uh, um, what, what, now, he's been off for Ray. Ray's a good years. fighter. Yeah, he's a, he's a ter- he's got a lot of talent. He's a black left-handed kid with not a lot of power, and um, it's tough getting him fights. He's managed by David McWhorter, who is the same person who manages Sonny Canto and Tiafimo Lopez. He's got a stable of about twenty fighters, and sometimes when you're when you're managed by a guy who's got that many fighters. You have to be realistic and know where you stand on the pecking order. And Ray has fallen in, in between the cracks. He's got a couple of draws with guys who have had title fights. But he hasn't really developed a following anywhere. And um, so, you know, David is trying to get him this fight. And if he wins it, which he should, maybe that will open doors for him. Well, you know, talking about layoffs, uh, we have Keith Thurman fighting uh, Barrios tonight. Uh, Keith has been off for uh, almost three years. And I do have, have a chance to, to see him quite often at the gym. Um, he's cut really well. He, his hands seem to have the same speed. But what's your thought on this fight? I mean, my thought on this is that to charge $75 for this kind of fight is outrageous. And that's one of the I mean, Keith is the is the favorite, but to charge seventy five dollars for a fight like this is is mm-hmm. is hurting the business. It's you don't pay. In other words, I don't buy pay per view fights. You don't pay to watch the NBA Finals. You don't pay to watch the Super Bowl. You don't pay to watch the World Series. Why are we paying to watch a fight? that would be a main event at the Blue Horizon in the 90s. And I'm not, believe me, we had some great main events there. Um, This is shrinking the boxing world. This is good for the promoter and bad for the future of the sport. In other words, Mm -hmm. if, if, uh, let's say, 20,000 people buy this fight at $75 a pop, what, what, that's two, five, two. What's that? One hundred and fifty thousand, or is it more than that, or is it a million five hundred thousand? How much? No, one hundred fifty thousand. Okay, so let's say let's say a hundred thousand people buy the fight. So that's seventy-five. That's seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Okay. Right. That's funding the purses for the fight. Okay, but a hundred thousand households. I mean, you know, Ali and Spinks in the in the. Superdome did 78 million. Okay, so we're happy today. You know, when you see these figures that are posted for some fights, and you don't know if they're the real figures or not, but they're they're doing cartwheels if you get half a million people to 
watch. I remember years ago when boxing left network TV and went to HBO and Showtime, Alex Wallow, who was the boxing guru at ABC at the time and later actually became president, he said, this is the beginning of the end because fewer and fewer eyeballs are going to be watching boxing when it moved to HBO. Now it's moving to pay-per-view. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's killing it. Uh, you know, do you understand what I'm saying? hundred thousand, sure. will a hundred thousand people pay $75 a pop to watch this fight tonight, which is an ESPN main event. And that's fine. I'm not knocking it, but it's not a pay-per-view mm-hmm. fight. Pay-per-view fights, you know what pay-per-view, they were closed circuit. It was Patterson and Johansson. It was Robinson and Basilio. It was Pacquiao and Mayweather. It's not Keith Thurman and Barrios. It's just not. And that's mm-hmm. no, I'm not knocking the fighters. They're honest, hardworking yeah. kids, but it's not a pay-per-view fight. Caden, you have any questions for, for Russell? Uh, no, I just I, – I, I don't have any right now, no. Okay. Listen, when, when I was a kid – Go ahead. So oh, like, oh. when, when I was a kid, every Friday night, Spiderweb and Dick Tiger – Okay, Denny Moyer and Jorge Fernandez. That's that's what Keith Thurman and Barrios is. Gaspar Ortega mm-hmm. and Billy Bellow. You know, it was every, it was it was every week. It was like it yeah. was like breaking sticks. Come on, they, right. it's not right to ask people to pay seventy five dollars to watch this fight. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. You know, we're we're sure. going to watch the Super Bowl next week. We're not paying to watch the Super Bowl. Right. Why are we paying to watch Thurman and Barrios? Yeah, yeah. See? Yeah, yeah. I have to agree with Russell. I mean, it, it was a wild world of sports. You had boxing during the day, and then you know Olympic boxing. You could watch the Olympics primetime TV, and then you you know nighttime you had the champions fight. You had heavyweight title fights. Now it, it, it's it's the opposite of of saturation. It's the opposite of watered down. It, it's like you're getting good boxing in little droplets. To where to where the like the good matchups are, are you know that they are rare and hard to find, or else you have to wait so long that they're not as good as they were years they would have been years ago. So, Russell, my question, uh, I have a question for you to, uh, you as a promoter, how, to your aspect, would you open, try to, could open boxing back up? Uh, I know, like, the TV contracts and everything kind of tilted boxing a certain way in the money, but uh, how would you uh, open it back up if it can be? I don't know if you can. I really don't know if you can. When when Al Heyman got $550 million maybe five years ago from a hedge fund, Waddell and Reed. And I think to myself, if somebody gave me $550 million, can you imagine the fights I could make? But Heyman did what Don King was accused of doing years ago. He didn't want to be the best promoter in boxing. He wanted to be the only promoter in boxing. So he went through all the networks like ESPN and MSNBC and BET and Fox, and he paid them. Instead of them paying him, 
to televise his fights. So how could the mm-hmm. networks turn that down? Why should they pay a promoter when here's Heyman paying them? Okay. And then mm-hmm. he start in, in order to try and monopolize the business, he jacked up the prices. Now, listen, boxing's tough and, and fighters should make as much money as they can, but he was paying $3,000 fighters, $15,000, $20,000. So, the, so when you pay a kid, I'm just throwing this out. Danny Garcia, for example, when you pay Danny Garcia, let's say $3 million to fight just an okay kid out of Canada named Sammy Vasquez, which he did years ago, how much are you going to have to pay Danny Garcia for a real fight? That's why they can't make Crawford and Spence because they've been paying Crawford and Spence <laughs> so five, six million for these fights. Mm-hmm. When they want them to fight each other, they can't afford it. Forget the fact that maybe mm-hmm. Spence doesn't want to fight Crawford. You know, and that's the other problem. Boxing's, I hate to be negative, but I can't help it because I love boxing. Boxing has been my whole life. When I was in high school, Friday nights meant everything to me. Go home and watch Spiderweb fight somebody or Emil Griffith fight Louis Rodriguez. But, you know, they're they're just killing it. They're killing it. Um, they're businessmen. How can somebody say when he was 16 and 0 that Teofimo Lopez was an all-time great? How can you make a statement like that? Yeah. 16 fights. Right. That 16 fights was a good four-month period for Harry Greb back in the 20s. <laughs> you know he, he You know. So come on. I, I read these things. Lennox Lewis would would walk through Jack Dempsey. Okay. Are they fighting in 1922? And if they're fighting in 1922, let's say they're fighting in Utah. How's Lennox Lewis going to get to Utah? He's not flying, not in 1922. He's taking the train. Okay. How's he training? You know, he doesn't have all this modern equipment to fight Jack Dempsey in 1922, if that's where the fight is. I mean, just on experience, mm-hmm. how can, how can you know, these kids are – are fighting for titles with like a dozen fights, 15 fights. I mean, you remember guys like Henry Hank and Rory Calhoun and, and, and all mm-hmm. those great fighters from the 50s, and, and I hate to use the word great, but all those solid pros from those days. How can you, how can you compare them? How can, how can it possibly be comparable? You just said um, Thurman hasn't fought in two and a half years. Okay, COVID, I get it. But even without mm-hmm. COVID, guys aren't fighting more than two or three times a year. You know, look mm-hmm. at the old record books. You only have to go back to the 60s. And, I mean, Briscoe, Benny Briscoe, Cyclone Hart, they were mm-hmm. fighting five, six times a year. And they were fighting, and they weren't tune-ups, you know. They yeah. weren't tune-ups. They were real fights. So mm-hmm. uh, it's just I don't think – I don't – I mean, people – I think boxing's in in the worst possible – period it could be because I can't how okay let me ask you a question who's the middleweight champion of the world does anybody on on the show know who the middleweight what's that depends on who you ask because we you could say uh, Charlo at, at one point then you could say who else 
Golovkin, maybe. I mean, it, it depends on who you ask, but there's not not one definite answer at this moment, unfortunately. But how? Okay. But you follow boxing, so you could at least say Charlo and Golovkin, okay? But if you go to a Tampa Bay Buccaneers football game, how many people in the stadium can tell you who the lightweight champion of the world is or who the welterweight champion of the world? When I went to the Eagles games at Franklin Field, everybody knew that Sonny Liston mm-hmm. was the heavyweight champ, that uh, Gene Fulmer was the was the middleweight champ. They don't – I don't even know. I can't name all the champions. And I've said this on the show before. If if there's let's say there's no what sport let's say there's no playoffs coming up in basketball. No 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 playoffs at the end of the season who's ever in 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 who's ever in first place in their respective divisions they walk around saying we're the world champs. That's what boxing is. How can you follow it? How can you follow it? Nobody's fighting Sadly. anybody. Sadly, boxing is a dying sport. What's that? Mm-hmm. Sadly, boxing is a dying sport. Uh, 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 I don't know about it's closer to. Go ahead. Oh, I don't know about dying. Hey, boxing right now is sick. Boxing is ill. It is. It is swallowed. It has ingested some things that has caused a certain effect to it. And there's been corruption in boxing way throughout, you know, back to Tex Rickard. But when you start involving certain levels of money, and once you're putting certain levels of money and power into a few hands, to specifically promoters, well, now it's not like they're going to work together. They're competing. And when you have competing businesses, I mean, it, it was box with other businesses is good. When there's a Wawa over here and the Seven Eleven over there, that's you know that that's you have options. But with boxing, you don't. What ends up happening is your options get cut off. It takes years for Thurman or for Crawford and Spence to fight, if ever. It takes years for Mayweather and Pacquiao to fight. I mean, it, it gets. It, it, it's the opposite effect with boxing to where once you get, you know, competing for that certain level of money and promotion, you know, for, you know, the, the TV and the exposure, which brings more money, well, then it, it, it gets blown out of proportion to the point to where boxing now, you're not getting pure boxing anymore. It, it, it's now it's more, it's a competition to a point. It's a competition to see, Who's best in this? As, as exactly as Mr. Pelt said, in that division, the champion of the you know the Eastern Conference. It, it, it's it's to the point to where no one is. It's no more kings in boxing. I mean, you can say the heavyweight champion. You know, you know, you have to go and actually take titles from people, and you have to have promotional alignment to do that. And that that's the hard part in boxing. There's no promotional alignment. Boxing is 99% business and 1% sport. Maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe it's 98% business and 2% sport. 
Oh, but I mean, yeah, listen, I wasn't that, good at, we never had these problems. Emil Griffith never said, I'm not fighting Louis Rodriguez unless I get most of the money. Fulmer never said, I'm not <laughs> fighting Basilio. And, no, but they didn't. They, 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 we just had it. Listen, Aram controls ESPN. Nobody can get on ESPN but top rank. Um, Al Heyman controls Fox and Showtime. Nobody can get on Fox or Showtime unless they're with Al Heyman. Eddie Hearn controls the zone the European streaming vice, okay? I, let's say I come along and I have a kid who's a, a real fighter and he's got 20 wins and he's, in, he's on the edge of the top 10. How do I get him on television? I've got to give up half my fighter mm-hmm. to one of those promoters in order to get him on television. So, you know, when USA Network had the Tuesday night fights, it was, it was, it was not a closed shop. Anybody could, could, could sell a fight to USA network. And even ESPN for years was, was an open, but now they're all closed shops. So they've cut out, they've cut out the guys who do all the work to develop fighters and they get to a certain point and the big promoters come along and say, yeah, we'll put you on ESPN, but if you win, we got half your contract. You know, mm-hmm. is it any different than when Frankie Carbo and Blinky Palermo were controlling boxing in the 40s and 50s? If you want to get the shot, I'm going to become half your manager. So now I'm going to become half your promoter. The same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guys yeah. don't get it. It's crazy. Else? The only way guys get that TV exposure, you have to be on an undercar. Uh, uh, somebody you know that they affiliated with, or maybe in the same gym or whatever. It's no more like, as you say, exposure developmental fight, the Friday night fight, and, and even as I said before, the the Wild World taking it back, Wild World of Sport. I remember you know seeing Sugar Ray Leonard come up on Wild World of Sport. So. Sure, and CBS Sports Spectacular, and then when Ferdy Pacheco got to NBC in, in 1980. Mm. He actually broke the the uh, monopoly that Araman King had, and he gave dates to me and Dan Duvin and Murad Muhammad and Phil Alessi and broke a lot of people in on NBC. But it's not like that anymore. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Sugar Ray Leonard is one of the most underrated fighters of my lifetime. I mean, when they talk really? about the all-time greats, very few people mention Sugar Ray Leonard. He used to get criticized when he was coming up because people didn't understand that he was so good. He was making his opponents look bad, and those guys could fight. Oh, yeah. The guys he fought coming up, they could fight, but he was, so, he was such a special talent that he dominated them, and he got criticized for fighting easy guys. But if you look, if you look at his record <laughs> and the guys he fought, and you compare that, to the guys that these guys are fighting today coming up, you'd laugh. You'd really laugh. Mm-hmm. Well, Russell, we, uh, we really appreciate your time tonight. Set up, uh, our time's just about up here. Um, and we thank you again for, for coming on, and, and uh, it's always great to have you on. Uh, I do have one sad, uh, sad note for everybody. Uh, I just got off the phone with uh, Don Henderson. Uh, Don was admitted to uh, Sarasota Memorial Hospital last Sunday. Uh, he has pneumococcal pneumonia. Uh, he is coming along well now. He's finally uh, uh, 
to a point where they they stop the steroids and they just have the antibiotic, and they hope to release him uh, either Monday or Tuesday, uh, Monday or Tuesday of this week. So, uh, all those uh, fans of Don's in Philadelphia and around the world, uh, we appreciate uh, your thoughts and prayers. Uh, just send a prayer out uh, when you go to sleep tonight uh, for his health. Um, Don yeah, is tell him I'm thinking years. about him. I will, Russell. I know he, I know. he uh, holds you as uh, one of his uh, finest uh, friends. So, uh, um, but, again, thank you, Russell. We appreciate your time, and uh, we hope to get you back on uh, more often. Okay, don't forget my book, $30 at a cut-eye. That's right. It's getting great reviews. Right. And it's on Amazon. You can get it on Amazon for $29.99 for hard copy or $24.99. Or it's available on Kindle, too. So uh, there's no reason not to read the book. It's a great book. I have had a chance to go. I haven't gotten through the first half yet, so I'm about a quarter way through the first first uh, part of the book, and it's a great, great deal. So uh, um, thanks again. Okay, guys. Thank you. Bye Take care. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. It was nice meeting you. Uh, thank you. And we want to also say Say thank you to our sponsor, Bias Solo. Um, remember, if you're tired of paying the high prices for the electricity, uh, tired of having them, every time you turn around, it increases, think about solar energy. And when you think about solar energy, think of one of the first two, Bio, Bio Solar. It's area code 727-314-6976. Save yourself a lot of money and have a lot of uh, good things to do with that money with, with your family. Uh, Bob, uh, I want to thank you for your preparedness tonight. And uh, uh, sorry we had a little, we went over a little bit on the fighting, but uh, we'll, we'll make up for that next week. You want to lead us out? No problem whatsoever. And uh, uh, yeah, great night for the UFC. It was great having a guest on and Caden and Lee and Frank and everybody. <clears throat> Thank you so much. Uh, Caden, bad news. Uh, smiling Sam Alvey just got choked out. Um, but uh, uh, that was a good fight too. Um, you all have a great and blessed week and we'll talk to you next, wor- next week. Thanks, sir. See? Oh, another wonderful show. I want to thank Russell. Uh, good interview. I want to thank Bob. I want to thank Caden. I want to thank you, Butch, all my Fighting Words family. These shows are definitely a memory of Bob, Coach Mel, and Dr. Mel. If anyone wants to hear any Fighting Words, please do call. Caden? Thank you for coming on tonight. Um, I think everybody did an amazing job. Bob, you did a great job. Ty did a great job. Um, and I'll definitely be on next next week. Thank you for having me. Goodbye, everybody. Okay. And I want to thank you again. Thank everybody on our, our host panel. Uh, each and every night of the week, they do a great, great job. They're always prepared. We're always ready to talk. Um, ladies and gentlemen, these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week in great appreciation. To the men and women of the United States Armed Forces, men and women police and fire services, and the doctors, nurses, and everybody on the first line of defense against COVID, especially those who clean up after the doctors are done and are exposed sometimes. And the wonderful people in the supermarket that through this pandemic and through this uh, trying time are keeping the shelves uh, stocked. 
Uh, these programs are <clears throat> dedicated to those who lost their lives, lives in the line of duty. Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman Jeffrey Colcap, Sergeant Thomas Badinger. Patrolman Detective Ricky Tillis, Detective Randy Bell, Sergeant Tom Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Department. Detective Charlie Condon, Department Police Department. Deputy Chief Mike Cowell, Philadelphia Fire Department. Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department. Sergeant James O'Connor, Police, Philadelphia Police Department. Sergeant Chris Levick, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department. Patrolman Officer Crispin, Lakeland PD. Lieutenant Joe Serba, Newcastle County Police. Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department. Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Arthur Pope, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Jerry Ficus, Wilmington Fire Department. Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol. Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol. Chief Al Hogle, Longwood Chief Police Department. Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department. My brothers and sisters are leaving maybe 10-7 at this point in time. At some time, we'll be 10-10 at the Lord. Table of the Lord. Until that time, may the rose rise up to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the rain fall softly on your face and, and on your fields. Sun shine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your families always in the palm of, your, of his hand. Good night. God bless and have a great week. Shemarek ma'ilama, shemahezahilma, sona shenevorat fed, hakuig again ma'ilma. Yeah.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.